0: to another episode of the bsr show we are the black series rebels with me as always is my boy steven ellis hi alex Backus. and you know we've got my boy cisco kid what's up my dudes feeling good man hey steve what should the people listening at home do
1: uh you know they should wherever they listen to this thing i don't know spotify itunes stitcher potomatic i don't know all those places uh leave us automatic i don't know leave us a review uh i don't know
0: automatic sounds like a shitty rockabilly band
1: rate us you know just go spread the joy that is the bsr and uh, life will be great yeah
0: leave us a review look we did that so early in the beginning of the show that's what i like to call being on task hey cisco what's going on with you Oh man, life is pretty good right now. Dude,
2: staying pretty busy. Um, this week and next week are my my last two before our end of the year break. And so um finally was able to get through my The Last of Us 2 playthrough, wrap that up, and now I'm going through the 2018 Spider-Man game, which I'm digging a lot right now. I needed I needed some light lightheartedness after that <laughs> heavy
0: heavy The Last you of say. Us. don't say. <laughs> you don't say yeah <laughs> you turned on veggie tales after listening to tool <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty it's pretty damn good game i'm drinking some whiskey tonight boys i don't normally drink on the show but yeah, you're hey, not you normally
1: the, the drinker we usually
0: are you know life is good just smile means, baby Just
1: means it's about to get saucy this means it's going to get saucy, dog. What's going on with you, Stevo? Oh, not much. You know, working, chilling. Uh, you know, I don't know if I said this last time or not, but uh, caught back up on The Crown. Good there. Um, well, I, I, I didn't now, watch it this past week, but boy, oh boy, The Crown is so good. And with all the stresses of the current work situation till the end of the year, um, you know, responsibility, I am relaxing watching a little bit of the old holiday British uh, Bake Off. Ah, but you're not a traditional Bake Off watcher, my friend, are you? Uh, last year we started watching it. Okay. We started watching okay. it, but I'm not like hardcore and I'm not a baker. Amber's the baker in the house, so mm-hmm. but I find it um I find it relaxing when I'm dealing with what I like to call putting out fires left and right for my job. So, I've seen every single episode of
0: The Great British Bake Off. I'm a big fan. Sarah and I are <laughs> big big fans. I've seen all the episodes when Mary Berry and the original hosts were doing their thing. Now it's Noel and the dude from uh, what's he's from Bridesmaids, right? He plays Kristen Wiig's roommate with Rebel Wilson. Uh, And then you've got Paul Hollywood and Prue or the two judges. Oh man, it's great, man! British reality TV is the opposite of American TV. Like when they do a good job, everyone's like, "Good job, I'm I'm really proud of you." Whereas if it was in the states, someone did a good job, they're like, "That little fucking bitch." got praise i hate that bitch i'm gonna stab her in her sleep like americans don't do the supportive reality tv tv moves so uh if you want another good one check out full bloom on okay. hbo max it's a flower one it's like the exact same thing they'd be be making flower arrangements you know when you when you're living in a, a, the quarantine bubble this is what you need to do to get through people the day are,
1: people are like what the fuck has happened to bsr what if is going pro- on?
0: If you got a problem, leave a, f- a five star review and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you got a problem with Full Bloom? <laughs> you got a problem with Maurice, my judge? Uh, you what did ever I- watched, have you guys ever watched
2: the Top Gear? That's one that my friends all like.
0: Fuck yeah, dog. I been watch all the seasons of Top Gear. <laughs> I love Top Gear. I love British shit. Do you watch the Grand Tour? Mm-mm. The Grand Tour. So basically, the Top Gear guys. The the main Top Gear host, uh, Jeremy Clarkson, is kind of this yep. like brooding, kind of a little bit of like an old former like pub hooligan, bar hooligan sure. guy. No, I've seen him. Yeah, and, I know who he is. Like. He punched out his producer and they were like, and BBC was like, you're fired. And he went, fine, fuck you. And the other two hosts went, yeah, fuck you. And they went over to Amazon and they took their exact show to Amazon. And then they hired Matt LeBlanc to host Top Gear. And everyone oh. in the UK was like, fuck you, and started watching the yeah. Grand Tour. And now
1: and now it's like Dak Shepard and fucking I don't even know yeah. who else. The Grand Tour is great. Like the, the Grant they do these
0: specials where it'll be like, Oh, we're gonna drive from Russia to Ireland and we have to you have you have five thousand dollars and you have to buy a convertible. Okay, And that's like, it'll, they'll do like a challenge like that. And it's always one of them will buy like the shittiest Corvette they can get. It doesn't, that barely runs. And then someone will buy a really practical Miata that'll like make it all the way. It's a very fun, it's basically a docu-series. It's kind of like a original vlog before vlogs were really a thing. It's really good. Top Gear and uh, Grand Tour are totally worth checking out. They're fantastic. Love them. Not the American Top Gear though, just the Nah, uh, the American right. Top Gears, whatever. You want to watch the BBC Top Gear and you want to watch the Grand Tour on Amazon. Specifically, okay. anything labeled a special. If it's okay. called a special, that's like you'll text me and go, dude, this is actually really fun yeah. and great to watch. Like they'll drive like an 80s Land Rover, like through the Amazon, and by the end of it, they're just like, and they're really good with cars too. Oh, and yeah, they'll yeah, yeah. they'll mix it in with uh we're gonna review a McLaren and they'll just right. whiz this McLaren around a track like it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's really fun. It's, it's cuz I'm like I like cars but I'm not a car nut. Like I don't freak right. out over cars but I like Same. everybody likes cool cars. It's kind of hard not to. And it's to- it's total wish fulfillment watching these guys just like drive Lamborghinis and then hop into like you know a G-Wagon and start driving through Africa on dunes and you're like yeah this looks pretty rad. This is probably a fun job. Yeah. Uh, I watched Rogue One two nights ago. It's a pretty good movie. you have a fever got yeah, Star Wars fever baby you got a headache?
1: No have you had diarrhea recently?
0: Are you implying that I'm sick for watching Star
1: Wars? I'm just you you're pumped you're stoked you're oh, hyped?
0: God. I forgot how great uh Forrest Whitaker is in that movie. Oh he's the best dude. Bo knows the truth Bo knows lies deception today of all days like he just is going for the Oscar in every scene do you think there's
1: a kid in like a high school drama class that was like I'm gonna do that monologue for class (laughs) I would be
0: so (laughs) so stoked he shows up just like in the outfit takes a big I actually text Matt Martin and I was like hey bro got a quick question (laughs) It's like what? I was like, what's Gerrera be huffing on in Rogue One? Is that O2? Or is that kind of like some kind of Bacta inhaler? And he was I'm like not oxygen. I was like, that's it's lame, dude. Good. Rockstar energy drink. yeah,
2: On any given day, Rogue One is my favorite of the Disney era movies. Same.
0: Really? You too, yeah. Steve?
1: Yeah, as I've because I've I've done a little bit of a rewatch off and on during quarantine and um yeah i think that one is my definitely it's between it's, it's my speed
2: it's between force awakens and
1: uh and rogue one for me those same are my same for favorites. you steve uh yeah i think so i think force awakens is uh you know we've talked about it for hundreds of hours on the old show but um yeah you, there's nothing like the hype train towards force awakens and then just the pure uh happiness and excitement that is that entire film
0: yeah, I, you know, it was weird as I was watching um, Rogue One, I was getting the feeling I got watching it for the first time in like the second row when you accidentally bought the front row tickets at the IMAX. And off to the left. And <laughs> off to the left. And we were like, dude, broke our neck trying to enjoy that movie. But and
1: I was like, nice to meet you for the first time, Alex Rubens.
0: Yeah. Luckily, he wasn't sitting with us. He wasn't sitting with us for the first screening. He would have been like, I'm not watching this. He, he would have left. He knew. But I ended up watching the director in the Jedi after watching Rogue One, and I'm going to say something very controversial before we get into our news. I think the Last Jedi is my favorite of the Disney Star Wars movies. I, I don't think, think that's I, controversial. I feel like you've been in that. I've kind of been in that headspace for a while, but I'm real. Yeah. I remembered how much I liked it while watching the director and the Jedi specifically all of the Luke Ray Kylo Ray and then Luke stuff at the end that that whole, like that whole movie for me is just really, I, w- I would love to cut out the whole movie and just put all those pieces together and just be able to watch that on Luke Cause it's just so interesting and fascinating and beautifully written, very well shot. Uh, but rogue one, man, it's, it's right up there. That's a great, they really had three real heavy hits in a row. They really did, like Force Awakens into Rogue One into Last Jedi. That's those are some those are pound for pound pretty good blockbusters to release. But uh, all right, let's get off to Star Wars because we're gonna be talking a lot of Star Wars later. But <laughs> uh, you know it's Minty Freshman Steve, so ho ho ho! What's going on this week in Minty Freshness News? If I'm remembering correctly, is that the the song where it goes, "It's Christmas time in Hollis Queens, mom's cooking chicken and collard greens"? Right, that is correct. Yep. Song rules. Hey,
1: Steve. Yeah, Alex. What's going on this week in Minty Freshness news? Oh, you know what's Minty Freshness is? We are gonna be getting. Season three of Cobra Kai in January and Netflix decided to give us a little early Christmas gift and give us a little trailer showing off what's in store. What do you guys think of this trailer? There's definitely some uh, appearances from uh, characters from the old movies. I know they happen to be
2: before we we start this discussion. I haven't watched season two yet, so I'm gonna take my headphones off and let you guys talk about did it. You not watched? I have not watched
0: an- season two either. Did you not watch okay. the trailer?
2: I didn't watch the trailer, but I I heard that there are spoilers.
0: Okay, uh, for season two. Well, then in I the guess trailer.
1: you guys have homework to do, and we'll get to this in the new year. Moving on. Next, have you though, watched season two, Steve? I did. Is it good? I'm not going. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. I, I okay. Want, I'll let you guys. I tell you, I'll what, you guys, I'm gonna let you guys experience it for yourselves. Hold on. Hold on. Cisco, Deal, you and I,
0: let's watch season two over the break before season three comes so we can do Cobra Kai episode breakdowns like we've been doing the Mando. That's a deal. Deal? Okay, that's and, what we're going to do. And I'll tell so you, we'll, what, I'll, I'll even go back and rewatch it. You rewatch it, and then week to week, we'll watch an episode of Cobra Kai, and we'll break it down. That's what yes. we'll do.
1: You like that? I'm you excited for, for that. that what else you got going on steve well nicholas cage are you guys nicholas cage fans sure the what? bees <laughs> the bees speaking of last jedi um <laughs> nicholas cage is hosting a six-part netflix series six episode series uh, for netflix where he is going to explore the origins of uh earmuffs for the ones out there that are little and uh sorry patty but it's going to explore the origins of fuck, shit, bitch, dick, pussy, and damn. Um, it's gonna The origins be, of those words? The origins of those words. It's going to have, like, you know, uh, smart people and professors and academics types. It's also going to have comedians and so forth sort of talking about it. But it's basically the history of swear words. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have a favorite swear word? Um, I, I, mean, I Motherfucker, say, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I say... I, I, just it doesn't get any better than fuck like fuck is a great word fuck and it can mean so many different things and so many different um ways of expressing it i don't know yeah it's a great swear word you know jim jeffries has this great bit on
2: uh see you next tuesday i can't even say it. i can't even bring myself to say it but see you next tuesday versus motherfucker and it's one of the funniest bits
1: i love it it's funny that you should say that because jim jeffries is a guest star on it as well as nick offerman sarah silverman you're goddamn righty um nikki glasser like all kinds of people so um and that will premiere on january 5th as well on the streaming service uh just let you guys know this is just basically a heavy TV movie news segment. I didn't really go looking for much else out there that caught my eye. So the big. Well, news- oh, we're nearing the end of the year. They're all trying to impress their shareholders, right? This month. Well, and speaking of shareholders, um, this episode will be airing on a day that um, we can talk about the news of it next week. But Disney's about to have their uh, yearly like big shareholder meeting, and it's rumored that we're going to get you know whatever Lucas's plans are for the future and Marvel and Disney Plus and. I'm sure what movies they're going to just go straight to Disney Plus and Boy, so that'll happen. they need happen. it
0: though, right? They kind of need it or kind of
1: do. They're, they're you, basically
0: you think the needs it? Do
1: you think Disney needs it or do you think like Lucasfilm needs it?
0: I mean, I think from a practicality standpoint, I think probably both. I think Lucasfilm needs it for specific reasons, right? It's like the development process has been, they've been announcing things maybe before they should. Before things were actually ready and in production, they've been doing a lot of like, we've just hired this director to right, do this right, thing. Right. And I think that's probably a little early to be announcing that stuff. Right. But Disney, I mean, just in terms of the
1: pandemic, this is a shareholders' meeting. Disney's had a rough year. They have. I think what a they're a rough year. If I if I had to guess, they're gonna tout the shit out of Disney Plus for having seventy plus million subscribers when I think HBO Max has like eight million. So.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to really show off what Disney Plus has coming. And they're going to talk. I think they're going to announce a similar thing, the premiere. I bet they reveal somewhat of the Milan numbers. And then they can basically say, we're going to be doing that with Black Widow, but it'll also be in theaters when the time is right. Everything will be in theaters when the time is right. I could even see them, dude, being like, as soon as the time is right, we're announcing a 10 hour Mandalorian marathon where you can watch all the, like, I could see them just start swinging for big box office numbers when it's safe, right? Like, I think they're going to, I think you're going to get be hearing a lot of park announcements. Like, when the parks are open, these are the things we're going to be doing to make them special and safe and worth coming back to. I think they have a lot of, they're going to have a lot to say, and I think it's going to be pretty cool and hopefully pretty, Safe. I mean, you know, just to, since we're in the news segment, did you guys
1: watch any of the stuff with the vaccine in the UK? Uh, I woke up to watching like 80 or 90 year old Willie Shakespeare. Um, yeah, getting it. Um, getting it.
0: It's pretty it's amazing. Awful. Did yeah, you see that it? Guy Cisco?
1: Was, that guy was a straight up legend.
0: That, yeah. That guy was legend, dude. He's like, yeah, man, I'm Willie Shakespeare. No My
2: favorite. Well, I don't know if they're talking about the same guy, but the guy that was like, no point in dying now after I've
0: lived this long 91 years old. <laughs> yeah, 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 like that,
2: yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that guy is the <laughs> best. Uh, they're
0: all they it's I mean it's it's I will tell you what man. It, we're not even getting it in our country but damn that I feel like a light there was the first feeling like a light at the end of the tunnel watching those old people get that fucking shot
1: yeah and then i was listening and the there is people that are having some side effects but every single one of the side effect cases they didn't go into detail of what the side effects are diarrhea um, bro but, they were talking all about every it. uh every person that's got that's experienced a side effect is someone who already carry carries an epi pen with them that is just that it, um so they have an allergy that already has an allergy and reactions to many things. So I think that's one um, they yeah. said
2: is that they don't want to be giving them to anybody that has like uh an egg allergy or has had allergies to vaccines in the past. Um so if they have an epipin before, they probably have a, a disposition to uh predisposition to being allergic to something that's in the right. vaccine.
1: Right.
0: You know, this is uh but that's Mildly encouraging as we move out of this year and move into this sh- next year. So I think one of the
2: things that, um, my sister-in-law, it, it works in pharmaceuticals and she was talking about this this weekend with my sister or with my wife, um, is that they're not using any live vaccine. It's all RNA or MRNA. I think MRNA, but, uh, so there's no actual live, va- live, uh, virus in the vaccine. Hmm. So it's not like the flu vaccine. Where you they put a little flu in you. Yeah. <laughs> and you totally. might get the flu. So that's one of the reasons why they say that you shouldn't have any um symptoms when it comes to like COVID symptoms,
0: because they're not giving you virus. Hmm. Gotcha. I know one the one of the things they said is that in 10% of people for Pfizer or whatever, they saw mild diarrhea for like two days. I got mild diarrhea every other day. I don't want to see what the big deal is. <laughs> I got IPS already, bro. Bro, I'm 34 years old. I'm in a pandemic. My irritable bowel syndrome is pl- is plentiful. He's, he's, oh, yeah, Lord. Cisco's eating molasses chips. He's like, bring on the vaccine. I can handle a little diarrhea. Yeah,
1: speaking <laughs> speaking of diarrhea, uh, before we got on tonight, I saw Burbank, California was trending because it's getting a raising canes. So.
0: That's basically a COVID vaccine. Let's dude. go, baby.
2: <laughs> Raising Canes has legit, uh, legit chin- chicken fingers and sauce. So if you're, if you're like, if you're in the mood for chicken fingers, fucking go to bro, Raising Canes. Bro,
1: do you know how long it's been since I've had some Clucks and Fries?
0: Yeah, they're better than those. Well, oh, they're better than Clucks and Fries. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen, dude. Whatever, you say whatever you want to say about Raising Cane's, the vaccine. The truth of the matter is having diarrhea from a vaccine is no different than having burger for the night. Truly. <laughs> Go get some burger. You're going to know what it's like to fucking get the COVID vaccine. What else is going on this week, Steve? Well, this
1: is the big news. Speaking of streaming and whatnot, and I, I said it earlier, you know, it's been reported. Um, HBO Max, you know, I enjoy it um i have it but i've always had like to me it's no different than hbo go or hbo now or whatever the the, the predecessors were um so i was already on board i was going to get it regardless but um it's not doing disney numbers it's only got like eight million or so subscribers and you know it was recently announced i think we reported on this show that wonder woman 84 Um, was going to land on the streaming HBO Max service on Christmas Day, the same time it debuts in theaters. You know, many expected that just to be sort of an isolated experiment. However, this week, Warner Brothers decided to piss off Christopher Nolan and everybody, um, yet make everybody at home, stuck in their houses during this time, really happy. And they are dropping their entire 2021 slate, 17 films that include Matrix 4, uh, the Dune remake, Lin-Manuel Miranda's Into the Heights, The Sopranos prequel, The Suicide Squad, a Denzel movie, a Will Smith movie, Suicide Squad, Tom and Jerry, Mortal Kombat. Uh, the list goes on and on. Um, Tom and Jerry, Mortal Kombat sounds awesome. That does sound pretty awesome, not going to lie. Uh, the, Space Jam, the Space Jam uh, sequel with LeBron, um, Godzilla vs. Kong, I mean, it's just it's everything. A pretty epic it's, slate. It's pretty epic, and then and so it's going to be dropping the same day as it will in theaters around the world. Uh, needless to say, um, you know, a lot of people are freaking out. It first started off. You saw all over social media, "Oh my God, the end of the movie theaters!" So the movie theaters. What about the movie theaters? And then you had people who were, you know, then then all of a sudden you had legendary pictures that has the deal, um, and God, you know, uh, Godzilla versus. Um, kong is is one of theirs you know they weren't consulted on it and then started coming out of the woodwork that you know uh in order for wonder woman 84 to come out you know a lot of these stars have what's called back in participation where they get a if if a movie does well enough and hits certain milestones financially um people who get back um get the part participation on the back end, get, receive huge dividends from that. It's, it's been going on for years. It's sort of why blockbusters are so lucrative for everyone involved. Well, uh, if they don't open up and open a box office, they don't have the opportunity to sort of hit those milestones. And so Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, many other that were involved in that, uh, Warner brothers went to them before making this decision and basically negotiated a deal where they got a huge payday. Well, over the course of this news coming out this week, um, That is something that was reported. And naturally, every agent's phone rang off the hook from the likes of Will Smith and Denzel to directors, top talent, all this stuff going, why weren't we, you know, consulted and and given, you know, we have back end participation? Why aren't we, are we going to get paid? What's going on? Like, we've made lots of money for Warner Brothers for decades. What is going on here? So, right now, you know, Warner Brothers has been known as sort of the filmmaker and artist studio to work with for. for as long as i can remember it's 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 everyone's favorite place and now everyone's saying in the industry that you know they're the last place anyone wants to do business with as of this week um i know it was a lot to take in but thoughts uh
2: i do have a thought that i want to start off with because it, i want to say this before we even get into discussions of the ramifications of the decision hbo max is my favorite streaming service right now same I don't think that people understand because I think that people think exactly what Steve just said, that it's it's just like HBO now or HBO girl, whatever. And it's so not, it's, it's like, it's like HBO now plus like five other streaming services jammed into one with all of the, it has my favorite and most quality content in my opinion on one service. It is nothing like HBO Now. I had HBO Now before. HBO Now only had HBO content, which is like the HBO original content.
1: The and I think what movies. I said, why I said what I said is because I'm already like a huge fan of that. So I was a yeah, yeah, yeah subscriber.
2: So, I mean, and and for the money that you were already paying for HBO Now, you're getting like five times the content now because it has all of the studio Ghibli movies. So listen, I was just having a conversation with my some of my friends on Friday last week explaining to them why HBO max is so good. And I was like, yeah, you like, you guys like studio Ghibli. Right. And they're like, yeah, it's like all the movies are there. And the guy's like, I've been looking for them forever. I had no idea. And like, I don't think people understand the amount of content that's actually on this service because they didn't do a good job of marketing. What's actually there.
1: Well, and I think it's also, I I think that's the same thing for the in app usage of it as well, because it's all HBO. You have to scroll to the very bottom to get to all of the other uh, services.
2: Well, not exactly. I mean, they do have like a a thing on Apple TV that if you scroll up to the top, you can do a drop down menu and you can like go through them that way. Um, The one thing, the one complaint I do have about the Apple TV interface is that you can't just go straight to your list and scroll through it that's a problem for me, but they'll figure that out eventually. Oh, really?
0: I feel like I have my list is easy to access. So,
2: uh, So like for me, what happens is if you scroll down on the, on the home screen, you come to a thing, a bar that says my list, yeah. right? And you yeah. can scroll through it, but it stop it cuts off at a certain
0: point. Oh, it have, oh okay. It I only had like four things on it. That's probably why.
2: Yeah. So it doesn't have everything. And I have like a shit ton because I went through like all these old TCM movies and shit that are on there. And like uh I think that's got some criterion stuff in there too. So mm-hmm. I was like going through all that stuff and like just adding stuff like crazy. And at a certain point, it just cuts off. And um, so like on the app on your phone, you can just go to a button that says my list and it has everything that you've added to your watch list, which I think they should do eventually. But I, I mean, listen, I think it's a shame that it doesn't have more subscribers. I think it's valid that the, one of the big problems is that it's not on Roku or on uh, – what's the other one? Fire Stick or whatever? Chrome Stick. Chrome. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's only on uh, Apple TV or – yeah, Apple TV, uh, mobile, and I think PlayStation. I don't know if Xbox has
0: it. I'm sure Xbox does. If PlayStation does, Xbox does for sure.
1: Now, do you guys? Yeah. Do you guys think that? Now we have. Now I have to preface this. I didn't say this in the news report. This is a one year plan with H with Warner Brothers and HBO. They're- yeah. And then the other thing that
2: the other thing that should be made clear is that the movies will only be releasing for streaming for one month. Right. And it will be released simultaneously with a theatrical release
0: everywhere where it's safe. It will be everywhere. Released.
2: Well, everywhere where that has open theaters, basically. everywhere that has open theaters. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So it's giving people that have the option, the option to go watch it in a the theater if they want to. And for people that
0: don't have the option, they can stream it from home if they want to. I, I feel like if there was going to be a voice of dissent on the podcast, I would probably be it. And I am not one. I think this is a great move. And I, I I totally understand the concern about it hurting movie theaters in the long run. It will, it is going to hurt movie theaters in the long run, but I also don't know that it'll hurt them enough that it would justify just keeping everything off until all the theaters are back open. Do you know what I mean? I think it's still probably the best option on the table. Well, let me ask you this question.
2: What hurts theaters more? Holding on to your tentpole pictures for another year until it's time when you can watch them in theaters? Because if you can't release them in California and New York, they're not going to release them in bumfuck Alabama. Right? So, what hurts theaters more? Holding them for another 6 months, 8 months, a year, or releasing them slowly for for people across the country and across the world 100%. Well,
0: I I'm I agree with you. Yeah. I I think I think you're right. I think it hurts theaters less this move than holding them, right? right? It's like they they are listen, the truth of the matter is a lot of this wouldn't be as much of an issue if stimulus packages were getting passed and we weren't in this weird sort of like insane stalemate where we're just like, what's going on here? Like Businesses are begging to open back up because they're not getting the funding they need. And we're not getting the funding we need just in our personal lives to be able to exist and live and feel comfortable and feel safe. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more complicated than just whether or not HBO is going to put movies in AMC so you can see Dune <laughs> on opening night. Right. I think that... I, 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 I'm just saying, I understand... Like I viewed it as, when I first heard the news, I was like, that's a power move. They're doing it first. They want to be the first studio to do this. Somebody had to rip off the bandaid. And I was like, I'm assuming everybody is probably panicking around these decisions. And I think as I've thought about it, I've kind of felt the way Cisco feels. I think that this is probably overall the best move for everybody. It'll yeah. make it so people can see what they want to see and they can see it how they want to see it. Yeah. Because the moment it's safe, I'll go see Dune in the theater. I don't need Thanks. to watch it. Uh, you know, we'll all go see it in the theater, especially like in New York and LA. And you know what would be really great? And I, they won't do this. And this is going to make some people mad. I wouldn't be opposed to HBO Max if, let's say, May comes around and it's like, We've got seventy-five percent, you know, vaccines taken in the United States. Dune's not going
1: to be available on HBO Max. It's going to be available in theaters first. You got to see for a month, or or you get you, you don't get to see the last half hour of the movie. You got to come to theaters to catch. Oh, uh,
0: I mean, I don't know that I would do that to people. I'm that, I mean, I just wouldn't be mad at that if HBO Max was like, listen, HBO's like, listen, we if theaters are fully good to go. We think, and we're making the decision, we're going to make it so it comes out in theaters first for a month, and then you're going to get it on HBO Max. I would be okay with that. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. They already gave you how many, they're giving us Wonder Woman and how many of these other movies basically for $5 a month on HBO Max. Like, I think that that would be a perfectly reasonable and fair thing for them to do. And I don't think they're going to do it for two years. I think it's going to be a
1: one, one and done. I well,
0: think I think that I don't think they'll keep doing it. But
1: what who you, knows? What do you guys think about the people who um, are claiming that this is the end of movie theaters and that now that people have been given the option to have all these things, this high end, big budget entertainment at home, that it's the death of the movie theater? What do you What do you guys not, think about that? I think I actually think that
0: there is no way this is the death of the movie theater because I think people when they're able to get out of their fucking house again, are going to be looking for reasons to get out of the fucking house again. I don't think people, there are going to be folks who are like, yeah, great, I can watch it at home. But I know for me, Sarah and I are like, we're counting the seconds until we can get out of the house fully and activities to do. I'm never missing a concert again. I'm never missing a movie again. I ain't missing shit again. I want to get out and get socialize and well, be around it's, people. It's, I, it's, I,
1: I think it's not going to hurt theaters at all. Well, I think it's funny that you say that about getting out in the snap because I read a couple of weeks ago um, and I know, I, I think I said it on here. Um, I think it was a Harvard or Yale um, a professor um, who basically claimed that at once this thing's over and every, it things are sort of open and back to like vaccines, no masks like that world again that it's going to be like the, the roaring twenties again. And I, I, I think it's a high possibility that it's going to be one of those things where who knows people could be putting on like really nice clothes to get dressed, to go out to the movies again. Like, and like these huge things, of of, of just like going out and like appreciating being out and socializing in that sense. And like going all out and dressed to the nines. And, you know, I have a feeling that also, you know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past that maybe we don't, we, we lose as many of the huge 16, 23 screen, huge movie multiplexes, maybe. And, and maybe it also, in a weird way, will end up actually helping the smaller, non big chain movie theaters kind of have a revitalization. I don't know. I,
0: I don't care what kind of theaters they are. I just, I mean, listen, we're also spoiled in LA because we know the arc not going anywhere the moment the arc light can open back up the arc light hollywood's going to be just fine cuz the entire entertainment industry understands and appreciates the power of the movie theater and how much more important it is to see these movies in the theater so we know we're going to be able to watch these things in the movie theater i think it would make sense to be nervous about it maybe in places where you know you've got one multiplex it's basically bankrupt at this point and you know, you're going to have to wait and people are going to say, Oh shit, I can watch wonder woman at home with my family and I don't need to go to the theater. Cool. I'm going to watch it at home. So I think there's probably, it's kind of, you have to wait and see, I see Cisco kind of nodding. What do you think Cisco? I agree with everything you guys are saying. I think that, um,
2: I I do think that it's a temporary thing. I don't, I don't expect that this is going to be like the new benchmark, and, yeah, you know, and I also think that you know we've been around long enough to hear them um, foretelling the death of movie theaters for my entire life. You yeah. know, First it was VHS, then it was video games, then it was cable, you know, TV. whatever. The next thing is cable TV, Netflix, whatever. Everything is the death of movie theaters, and they're still been around, you know, and they're still doing good because people like going to the movie theater and watching getting that experience so yeah i mean
0: I, I'm one of those people on a hot day how many families do you see that are just like it's fucking hot let's go see the new pixar movie let's right. load up the kids right. let's get the little kids snack pack mom and dad are going to get a combo a large popcorn two extra large mr pibbs and we're going to watch the pixar movie and because i used to work at a theater trust me mm-hmm. i know and they're just going to cover that whole place in popcorn and they're going to dip like mm-hmm. that's the move that's what families do when they go to the theater. So I just don't see the death of the movie theaters, and I think we're kind of overestimating one studio's power to be the death of movie theaters. Like I, I appreciate Christopher Nolan. I'm sure he's probably a little like bummed out that the studio that he aligns with so much did something that really flies in the face of his philosophy. Well, he's pissed. Like he's
1: he's 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 pissed. He's pissed. He's pissed. Well,
2: I mean, I'm sure that he's pissed that he knows that his movie was the the impetus for yeah.
0: his decision.
1: I mean, it's absolutely, he, his movie. I mean, he straight out came out and said that, you know, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out that they were working for the worst streaming service. <laughs>
0: I mean that. I'm not gonna lie. That's a pretty lights out insult. That's pretty great. But yeah, no, and, and he's not wrong.
2: He's right? not like wrong that, at all. That, that that that's why it's well, such a good well, and, burn.
1: You know, a lot a lot of the creatives are, are also pissed because essentially, when AT and T the conglomerate basically acquired Warner Brothers, everyone's pissed because they feel that Warner Brothers is now being ran like a um, broadband company and not a movie studio. And so it's sort of, is there's a lot, clearly, there's a lot of shit that's been brewing for a long time. And well, and you know, I can attest to this because a lot of that
2: um, unrest and unhappiness has been brewing for a while with DC. So a lot of the stuff that's been going on behind the scenes with DC uh, comic books. Has been making people really uncomfortable and unhappy because of the way that they're running things over there, and you're exactly right. That that um, that mentality is part of it. Um, but you know, that being said, they also have as a studio they have access to some of the best, or b- basically, arguably the best library. Hands um, down. You know, available to to do with what they want. You know, whether it's streaming or making uh, franchises or you know whatever it is they want to do, they've got the best stuff. You know, and when handled right, it comes out really well. So, listen, I understand why Christopher Nolan's upset. I'm a Christopher Nolan fan for the most part, and I'm not. I think that a lot of this stems from the they didn't they didn't. Um, consult us saltiness, right? There's a lot of saltiness around the like we weren't notified ahead of time as opposed to like I'm actually pissed about this decision real world. I think it's a lot of, you know, ego shit and, you know, they'll get over it. Oh, for sure. Maybe. It's definitely
1: some ego <laughs> shit. It's definitely a thing of like, you know, as artists and people that are a huge, huge part of this machine they felt like the broadband company made a decision without actually consulting the industry that has been doing this for hundreds of years.
2: Yeah. Well, that industry, unfortunately didn't have any answers.
1: Right.
0: And I think that the one thing I would push back, like, like I have the fucking cojones to push back on Christopher Nolan, I would say, read that slate again, real quick, Steve, you got that slate up. Tell me if this sounds like a streaming service
1: or a movie studio. Oh, the slate or the read me the slate or his quote the, the, well, 2021, the 2021, 2021 slate. Oh, the 2021 slate. Oh, it's a streaming quick, service Jerry. or a movie studio. One second, it's Wonder man. Woman 84, Suicide Here. Squad, Dune, go. Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Kong, Space Jam, uh, Tom and Jerry, Matrix 4, um, The Sopranos, fucking prequel in uh, Lin Manuel Miranda's into the Heights, which was like a huge years and years long bidding war of him choosing where to go. Um, Will Smith movie, Denzel movie, uh, Dune. Yeah. Cisco said Dune. Uh, let's see here. Get out of here. The conjuring sequel, mortal Kombat, uh, Angelina Jolie's new movie, uh, Hugh Jackman movie. um, Basically my fucking point is, is those are huge blockbusters.
0: And the only reason they're on a streaming service this year is because of a fucking global pandemic. It has nothing to do with whether or not
1: they take that art seriously. That that to me is where he's wrong. Well, and to be fair, the CEO of Warner Media, Ian Sarnoff, said, we're living in unprecedented times, which call for creative solutions, including this new initiative for the Warner Brothers Pictures Group. You know, she said, no one wants films back on the big screen more than we do. We know new content is the lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at a reduced capacity throughout 2021. I'd also, not like he cares what I think or would even, you know,
2: bother to answer me, but I, I I'd challenge Christopher Nolan to say, okay, I understand you're upset. What's your solution?
1: Are you saying we he, should? Hold he already attempted that. He already attempted that, and that's why we're in this right. predicament to begin with. Because he exactly. feels let so, the. I he's a purist. He wants his movie on a huge screen in seventy millimeter, and he wants fucking people to be able to make the decision as to whether or not they feel safe to go to the theater. And guess what? The they pe- did. The people fucking. Well, they, the they people did. fucking spoke. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I mean, I don't know what what the alternative is it's like do you just hold on to these movies for another year and then what every other movie in development gets pushed back and gets pushed back and pushed back then the whole industry gets put on pause for another year and a half
1: yeah it's it's a damned if you do damned if you don't and you know what the other thing that i know is is that um one of the reasons they also decided was because warner brothers feared that Wonder Woman 84 wouldn't be relevant with some of the subject matter, I guess, that's in the movie that relates to today. And they were Mm -hmm. worried it wasn't going to be relevant in another year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's it's not the death of the movie theater. No, we totally get why Nolan is feeling the way he's feeling. And, you know, look. Yeah, he has the right to feel that way. Exactly. I just don't agree with him. They 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 and I and listen, I don't not respect him any less for his opinion on this. Like he's a great filmmaker. Um he's one of the last of a of a of a of a type, but you know, this is a temporary solution to just a shitty fucking situation. So let's move on. Um Guys, Spider-Man yep. Spider We still got to get to some other shit, but Spider-Man 3 has literally casted Everybody in the world in that. So congratulations, guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you in that movie. Um, well, has, like, the Hollywood Reporter confirmed all this yet? So they, the Hollywood Reporter and whatnot, as of this evening, from what I saw, had com- So let's just backstory. Uh, I think it was yesterday. It feels like it was earlier, you know, whenever. Uh, it was announced that Alfred Molina uh, was going to be reprising his role of Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. Um,
2: we had already heard rumors and, that and it had already been and Andrew well, Garfield. It had been already action. been
1: confirmed weeks ago that, um, <laughs> Jamie Fox's Electro, Spider Man, Spider Man, on Mike Tyson. Um, <laughs> Electro was was set to return. Um, and we knew that Benedict Cumberbun Cumberbatch was going to be returning as Dr. or coming in as Dr. Strange. Um, and, you know, people were fan casting and going, you got to get Toby. Cause we're going to, it'll be a multiverse because of Dr. Strange. That's how it explains to have electro in here. Um, you got to get Andrew. It'll be great. Let's look every clearly into the spider verse was a very huge success and opened the door for this situation to happen. And I think it also is presenting Sony with an opportunity to actually build out their IP and, and make movies that are connected. Um and so then it started to get rumors started to happen and then people um that are typically right and work for the trades and whatnot were starting to report that Toby is about to sign on the dotted line Andrew's already on board um Kirsten Dunst is ba- is on board and that um Emma was about to sign and then as I woke up this morning and it was Charlie Cox who played Daredevil is gonna be in it Which then had everybody freaking out going, can we get Daredevil on Disney Plus? But, you know, what would happen with that? Is it going to be R rated? No, it's Disney Plus. So, anyways, this is making Alex's brain spin because I'm I'm going to be the
0: voice of dissent. I don't care. It all sounds awesome. Just make the movie. Like, this is, like, this to me doesn't give me hope for a good movie. This sounds like insanity. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I I just, it feels too, I'm just like, Just make a good movie. Movie theaters aren't even opened up. I don't need you to shove every Spider-Man movie. By the way,
1: Spider-Man 3 has been filming for like four weeks already. (laughs) Wild. So, No,
0: someone posted a video of Tobey Maguire, apparently. I mean, a photo of him showing up to a wardrobe fitting. And he had like straight up fucking Peter Parker hair, like combed. He was looking real fit. Like he's in shape again. Like, I, I think, I think it's probably true. They're probably doing Spider-Verse for the next Spider-Man movie, which is cool. That's pretty awesome. It's just like, I don't know. It just felt like everybody was like, yeah, they get this guy. Get this guy. And I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> like everybody relax. Like, everybody relax. This is.
1: One thing about hey, Spider-Man hey, hey, movies hey, are hey, just when re- they try to put too much in them, they stop being good. <laughs> hey, hey, just remember what happened the last time a director paid attention to the internet for his movie. So let's just. Exactly. Um, what do you
0: think, Let's go. You're the su- you're the superhero nut here. This is the last one that Disney will be involved with, right? Yes. Well, currently on the contract, yes.
2: I don't think that. I think that it will be good um they i didn't think that i was uh i had lower expectations for spider man 2 or a spider man i guess it's not spider man 2 but spider man far, from, far home. from home yeah <clears throat> yeah and that one ended up being enjoyable so i love alfred molina's doc ock so i'm stoked to see him back and if they squeeze in
1: animated fucking miles morales they've got to right they've got to do a jump where it's a I three minute will
2: sequence. lose my mind
0: if they do that the cojones are real
1: and hold on the cojones hold are on. truly real hold on. like i think middle of the film miles or something he's got to talk he's got to get to him or he holds some key to it there's a three minute sequence with the in the animated multiverse or whatever and then i think your your end card scene is sort of a reveal of live action miles and that he's yeah. now in the real world
2: well i don't know because they're working on this the sequel to spider brace already they all, made right. A
1: all right all no, right that was uh internet corner with steve yeah that was <laughs> boy
0: you just you just figured out how the internet breaks all their stories what right? steve just did exactly <laughs> that was 100 percent speculated do not take that to the bank is it a good guess? I think it's a pretty good guess, Steve. I think there's a good shot. You're probably <laughs> right. Uh, listen, would that be rad? Sure, I would. Just I would encourage everyone to remain cautiously optimistic <laughs> that this is good. Sometimes people can get a little ahead of themselves. That to me just sounds like a lot, and 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 it's going to be something I t- I'm going to talk a little bit about in this next segment so as we move into this sounds like just every fan's (laughs) dream little fan service galore i know everybody wants us to do it so once again let's break down this week's episode of the mandalorian the tragedy there it is that burp was just the indigestion starting because he was going to burp Boba Fett right out spoiler alert if you haven't watched the Mandalorian we finally got him back armor and all Boba Fett was in live action Star Wars Steve as the resident original one of the original lovers of Boba Fett they kind of you fell out a little bit how do we feel
1: uh it was cool yeah it was cool you you like like it uh, you have to remember i like a i like boba fett pre the explanation of 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 little boba and all that stuff so um i understand it's a different speaking of multiverses It's a different multi it's a different universe, but I enjoyed it very much. I thought Rao Rodriguez did a pretty good job. Um I actually enjoyed the relationship between Mando and Yoda. Or Yoda, sorry. Um Grogu. Grogu. Um and sort of Grogu doing his thing. Um but I, I really enjoyed um the Boba Fett stuff and I enjoyed um it was pretty savage. He was pretty he was. savage. It was another Entertaining, fun, enjoyable episode of The Mandalorian.
0: S- Cisco,
2: what did you think? I fucking loved it. I fucking love this version of Boba Fett. It's way better than any version of Boba Fett we've ever seen. Dad bod Boba Fett is uh, <laughs> your here spirit for it. Animal, you're here for it. I, I have a weakness for Tamara Morrison. Tamara Morrison is, uh, like probably one of the most underrated actors ever that dude that dude is one it it played a role in a movie that broke me and when i see him doing his action sequences and his faces that he makes in this when he's fighting it brings me back to watching this movie that he did and it's a little indie movie that's a heartbreaker called uh, once were warriors that he did when
1: um back in new zealand isn't that the the movie that caught the attention of george that brought him in
2: probably it's old you know and it's a it's brutal it is a brutal movie that is not to be taken lightly if you're gonna watch it i love it but it's it's like you can watch it once and you might not ever have to watch it again but he is terrifying and amazing in it and um he was fucking great in this man it was great to see me not back i did not expect to see that i did not expect to see boba boba um, portrayed as like a quasi good guy in no way did i expect to see that so a lot of the my expectations going into the uh going into this episode about what i thought they were going to do with boba have been subverted and i'm happy for it so I dug this episode a whole, whole lot. And I, I just, I'm excited to see more of the season. I know we only have two, two
0: episodes left, but damn. What about you, Alex? Oh, I thought that all the Boba Fett stuff was really cool. I thought his fighting, the action sequence were great. Robert Rodriguez directed the shit out of that. I loved the little Once Upon a Time in Mexico nod when she jumps off the rock, like does the backwards, like jump move. Is it, is it that movie or Desperado? Desperado. 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 He does a desperate like the little desperado knob. Nod was really cool. Uh, my my only problem with this movie is I wasn't crazy about when they landed on the planet Chatsworth.
1: Like I wasn't crazy about how <laughs> like, much it looked like, like. You didn't like the planet Simi Simi Valley. I didn't like.
0: I didn't like the planet San Bernardino. <laughs> <laughs> or the planet San Fernando. It was. It 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 just. To go from that felony episode that was so clearly stylized to then like what was literally just like the desert of Los Angeles was kind of a there was a disconnect of, of the palette for me. They didn't feel like they existed within the same show. That's a very nitpicky thing. Because other than that, it doesn't I really feel it.
1: it doesn't feel very Star Wars. I'll give it to you. I'll tell you, <laughs> it doesn't feel they very push- Star Wars.
2: <laughs> I'm going to push back a little bit on that, because I would say that the Filoni episode is the standout of the entire series when it comes to that. No other episode looks like that. It's not like that was an example of like what the show has looked like in the past. It was something
0: new, which is why we liked it so much. I would push back a little bit. I think that the Mon Cala looked like an exotic planet, the water planet. I would push back that the ice planet was clearly mostly done on a soundstage for the second episode. Yeah, uh, And I think that even the episodes that are desert planets, like even Tatooine, still have that like, outer worldly feel. This is, trust me, I don't think anybody that doesn't live in the Los Angeles Valley had a problem with that. It was solely because I fucking drive through those hills to go to fucking work when I'm commuting. Where we were recording our show, we would drive through those exact hills. So for me, I just don't equate them as another planet. That is solely a personal criticism. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just for me, I was like, this shit looks like Chatsworth. It doesn't look like another planet. I totally understand why why that's an unfair criticism but just from me while i was watching it it felt the most like an episode of tv which is surprising because i thought because it was robert rodriguez it would feel very cinematic but it felt the most television to me of this season I, i
2: don't know if this is true or not but it feels like the reason why they probably had to do it on a setting like that is because of the amount of action that was happening in the episode the amount of like Running around, flying around, and shit. They had to have like a big open space that like contrasted with what they looked like. So
0: you're probably right. You're probably 100% right. I, I, I loved the baby Yoda meditating or Grogu meditating on the rock. Uh, I am at this point because this show has just decided everybody gets what they want. That motherfucker better be talking to Luke because if he's talking to anybody else, I'm gonna riot. You don't like, think he's talking better- to Cal? I don't give a fuck. He's not talking to Cal. And then if he's talking to Cal, Cal. is he talking to Ezra? I don't care who he's talking to. He's talking to Luke because I got to watch Ahsoka. (laughs) You fuckers got to watch Luke. That's the deal. If I got to watch dad bod Yoda fly around, I get me some Luke Skywalker.
2: I Honestly, and you know what? Actually, I'd actually be okay if they don't do Luke. If it's force ghost, Obi-Wan, you and McGregor
0: to tie into Obi-Wan.
2: Yeah, or to, like, help him, you know, like, I don't know. But if it's Force Ghost bearded Obi-Wan, you McGregor, I'd
0: be okay with that. I'm cool with that, too. I'm all right with that. I would prefer Luke, but I'm cool I mean- with that. But if I got to watch, if I got to get all excited about fucking Bagger Vance in his <laughs> Boba Fett armor, then you guys got to watch Luke. Not you guys, but just the, the general you guys. Like, I want me some Luke Skywalker. That's all I'm saying. If we're if we're if if it's all if if there are no rules in the Mandalorian, then give me Luke. I want Alden Aaron Wright because Han. I want them all, baby. Give them all. Yeah. Did you guys what did you guys feel about the end? It was one of our only scary or sad endings for a Mandalorian episode. It was one of the only ones, right? Dug like it.
1: Yeah. I yeah. liked it. Really liked it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sucker for the heroes losing endings yeah i'm a sucker for that like because i'm excited to 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 see how they fix the situation like that's one of the things i love about star wars and maybe sometimes lately and when i get grumpy about star wars is what i feel like i've been missing um i'm the end of this
2: episode sorry to interrupt you steve but the, the end of this episode is the first one that feels like it has the real stakes
1: right
0: yes Yes. Agreed. There's a lot about this episode to like. I don't want I I I did a bad job of prefacing how much I liked it because I kinda went, uh, and I
1: just started bitching about Chatsworth right away. But there is a lot to love about this well, episode. And this is, you know, we've been saying week after week, and it's not a complaint, but week after week, and a lot of other people I think have been saying the same thing, is where each episode is sort of I gotta meet the person to get the thing to go to the place, to meet the person to get the thing to go to the place. Right? Yes. And this was the first episode where the ending, it wasn't that,
0: yes, it, it wasn't was. It, that it, prog- like-
1: it progressed the story further. We
0: got to get bait, we got to get Grogu back, yeah. So, who do you think he's getting to get him back? I got think- Boba, he's got, he's got, um, oh, it's gonna be, the it's, it's gonna is. be the, the, the night, that.
2: it's gonna be the night owls. Is their name fit, Fennec or Finnists or
0: Fennec, something Fennec. Like- yeah, something like Fennec. that. So, okay, so. He's going to, and then he's going to go get the Amando squad. Amando squad Bo-Katan. six. Bo-Katan's coming back. Yeah.
2: Bo-Katan. Ahsoka. Then he's Gina. Gina's coming back to be sacrificed. She's going to get killed in
0: the final episode. Do you think she Ahsoka. ends up, or does
1: she just like end up getting killed in like a weird Western shootout? Cause she's the sheriff of that town.
0: She's for sure going to die though. She's going to die this season. Guarantee it. That's why she's so nuts. That's why she's out here blocking your well, boy.
1: I'm going to, how many episodes have we had? Is this? All Tina Do done this season is throw There's her feet up two on more the desk. Left. There's only two more left. And she literally, in the amount of scenes she's been in, she probably shot for a day. Threw her threw her feet up on a desk.
0: Said, I'm yeah. I'm the sheriff now. Okay. I'm the sheriff this. I'm the sheriff, oh, okay. block, block, block. <laughs> I'm the sheriff now. Okay. Black, 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 I'm the <laughs> sheriff now. Take probably, off that mask she probably, like, she probably
1: went to Carl Weathers and went, Hey Carl, I know you're on Twitter, but have you seen this thing called Parlor?
0: And he's like, Carl Weathers like, be peace, bitch.
1: (laughs) Does IG-88 show back up?
0: Uh, Oh, IG-11? IG-11, is that what his name? I forget. Yeah, That'd be cool. Uh, I think that there's a good chance you're, I don't know that you'll get Ahsoka. I think that might be a bit of a stretch, but homie's got that lightsaber and there's only one other person we have. She's got to show up, right, Right. to fight
1: with the lightsaber. What does the Beskar spear, how does that play into it all?
0: Probably Bo-Katan. Probably bo needs that because they need something that the light. They made it very clear that the lightsaber can't cut it because Ahsoka was fighting that woman with it. Right. So w- somehow that thing plays into. Maybe they don't need Ahsoka. Maybe someone just fights him with the Beskar.
1: And where does thing th- and then and where does takes th- the dark Where does Thrawn fit in?
0: I don't think Thrawn is going to come into this at all. I think if Thrawn comes in anywhere, it's in an Ahsoka original series, which could potentially be announced as early as tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow when we're recording this. Today when this drops.
0: Yeah. Well, this is going to come out in the morning and maybe you'll have, maybe, well, I'll know because the internet will blow up and people will be talking and excited. they their Rosario as they should. I I hope, uh, I hope that, this show continues on this really good track. It's, it's a really good show and it's actually made me kind of be excited about watching some of the movies again. So it, it's the show's doing its job and yeah, it's I'm, I'm looking forward to more Disney plus content.
1: It's great. Me too. And I just want to say from my comments up front, like when I said, you know, I like, you know, the multiverse and that I shouldn't, I shouldn't uh, do it like that because the truth is Boba Fett says like three things in two movies and dies and, Really didn't have any character development, and what they did in this episode definitely took him to a, a new level. So Boba
0: Fett was cool for the first, actually cool, a cool character, not just a cool thing. Yes, in a cool action figure, right? He had cool moments for the first time. Right. And you know, it's funny.
1: Sorry, we got to see Boba's character, real character. Well, it's funny to me because in listening to you talk about Boba when you first started going on um i started thinking about it. i was like the thing that i liked about Bobo when i was a kid was he terrified me and he was obviously was a man of few words but he just there was you know he terrified me as a kid but he looked so cool and so over time you just grow to just love the design of that character but then when you saw um this episode and you saw sort of the savagery too of him he's still scary he's still scary but he's also Dude, he like smash dudes heads yeah So he's a really really cool it's a cool cool character.
2: He was impaling fools, he was demolishing them, he was curb stomping them. And guys I told
0: you you if you gave my armor we could go find your little
1: baby friend. I am now indebted to you till we get your little baby friend. Cisco, you and I can now cosplay as Boba Fett. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Not look weird. Well, I'll look weird, but you you could we all you won't, you no, man, you, you can know throw on some mean. black Zubaz pants.
0: Some black Zubaz pants.
1: Hey, Hold man, there, was a,
2: there was a tanky uh uh a tanky Mando uh guy with uh Bo Katan. He was he's a big tanky Jones. dude, John Favaro. You could be that guy. <laughs> yeah, you be John Favero, Steve? Yeah, where uh, is that? Uh, of John John fucking Where's fucking Roy Choi? Vince? No, I was gonna say where's Vince Vaughn?
1: I don't know that they'll put Vince Vaughn. In. I, I don't know that they have. I don't. I don't know that. We're, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that those guys are like like they once were I, anymore. Yeah, you don't think? I mean, I don't know anything. I don't know any backroom or you know backstage gossip. I just, you know, I know that at one point they were producing a ton of movies together and putting out a bunch of like comedies and and whatnot, and then at some point, kind of stopped because I can remember being on Jungle Book and I can remember at one point they're still trying to decide on the voice of Baloo and I kept saying to his producers and people going I don't understand the dude's like best friends with Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn would make a great voice for Baloo. And it was just sort of like uh yeah, but Bill so. Murray's
2: a, but Bill Murray can Oh, it's Bill Bill I mean Bill, Murray.
1: Bill Murray's Bill Murray. Yes, I'm just saying like we didn't have Bill Murray at that you
0: point. You heard it here first, folks. Steve thinks that Vince Vaughn and Bill Murray are on the same tier. You heard it here first. Take it to the bank. Steve <laughs> Steve said Vince Vaughn should have been Peter Vankman, should have been in Scrooge should have been in Groundhog Day should have been in Stripes should have been in Lost in Translation. I mean, I could
1: have, I could see if at a certain time had it hadn't been made at a certain point, I, I could definitely. I'm sure there was a Ghostbusters pitch that happened to Vince Vaughn at some point. Gross.
2: <laughs> when Clay Pigeons came
1: out, probably. I'm no, really, I would, I'm I would really say, great. I would say, remember that movie The Watch they did, where it tried to be a Ghostbuster type movie. Listen, I'm willing to be positive about Chatsworth Planet.
0: Don't make me be positive about Vince Vaughn and Ghostbusters. Okay, don't make me do that. Hey Cisco, where can the people find you online? Oh, they can find me on Twitter and
2: Instagram at CiscoKid with 2D77.
1: Steve, where can the people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rex Manning, and you can look me up on Letterboxd where, you know, I'll rate the Queen's Gambit.
0: You can find me at Alex underscore Bacchus on Twitter or at Alex Backus on Instagram. Or you can find me on Strava, where I'm ripping half-century rides. That's 50 miles, dudes. And I'm not, I'm not joking. People be finding me. We be giving each other kudos on the workouts. Come find me on Strava, baby. Oh yeah. Hey guys, we'll see you next week on BSR. Later. guys i'm here at pixar i'm about to go in uh start working on
1: a collaboration project with pixar just kidding man i don't play that soft little baby shit man that's satan all day that evil satan stuff heavy metal shit man i don't play like around with little baby shit. <laughs>